Welcome to Between Heaven and Earth, an internet radio talk show where we help you connect spirit and divine guidance. Lisa Kay, your host, brings you shows that can enhance and transform your life with tips and new ideas for more happiness, abundance, and better relationships. Lisa is an expert on intuition and can show you how to strengthen your inner guidance to empower yourself. Each show is positive and uplifting to inspire your day. Her guest speakers are specialists on self-help, positive thinking, spirituality, and conscious living. Be the best that you can be with Between Heaven and Earth, conscious living for your soul. And angel blessings to everyone. I'm Lisa Kay, and welcome to Between Heaven and Earth, my podcast radio show. We've been broadcasting for a long, long time. And uh, I'm so glad you're out there. And if you're listening to us on my radio app, thank you, thank you. Um, I love my app, and a lot of people do too. So um, then you can take these podcasts with you wherever you go. So our show today is called The Brain Science Behind Intuition. I'm going to share with you some of the material from my book, Intuition On Demand, about the brain science on intuition. Now, I've had a lot of people ask about what intuition is and how it works. And here's a brief overview of how intuition is really part of your brain functioning. We just need to know how to access that part of our brains. So let's start with, let's start with the definition of intuition. Because uh, teaching you about the brain science behind intuition is going to work best if we briefly define what intuition is first. So you have a clear understanding of what it is I'm referring to and also what you're working with. A simple definition of intuition is knowing without knowing how you know it. Most often, the source of intuitive knowledge is seen as coming from one of two places. One perspective is the source of intuition is a subconscious process that produces internal information you've experienced, gathered, processed and perhaps forgotten, but it's all not conscious. The other perspective is that the information comes from outside of you. Uh, It might be, quote, mystical sources, such as your higher self, maybe your angels, your spirit guides, or maybe even divine consciousness, that consciousness of all that is. Now, for the purposes of this particular book, while it doesn't really matter where the information is coming from, As long as it is accurate and useful, intuition will be viewed here as giving you information from both inside and outside of you. Now, in general, you don't really know where intuitive information comes from. But if you can harness its power and increase its effectiveness to help make better decisions and create a better life and create the better life that you desire, well, let's let's do that. My personal belief is that we are tapping into a source of knowledge and information that is beyond us. As you'll see later in the book, this belief actually helps improve the accuracy of your intuition, and I will explain why. I've always been fascinated with how the mind works, and that motivated me to study psychology. I quickly discovered there is a lot more we don't know about how the mind works than what we do know. My psychology textbooks didn't even mention intuition and certainly never how it worked. 
One thing psychology does acknowledge is intuition does exist and everyone is intuitive. There are no exceptions. Everyone can develop his or her intuition skill and become highly intuitive. What intuition is not? Now that we've talked about what intuition is and its characteristics, let's talk about what intuition is not to clarify it even more. Intuition is not guessing, it is not deduction, and it is not, quote, figuring it out, unquote. Intuition is also not always knowledge that we have from accumulated experience. Not always. Intuition is not thinking, but has very clear characteristics that parallel the way the right hemisphere of our brain works. You could say that this right side of our brain is the intuitive side. So let's look at the intuition processing in your brain. The human mind is extremely complex and so is the human brain. The study of the brain and how it functions gives us some clues about how our minds work. Both science and psychology still have much to figure out about intuition, even though there's been a large amount of scientific research that has statistically proven the existence of human psychic abilities. However, the mind is still largely a mystery to us. What is really going on in your brain? It has been said that humans only use 10% of our brain power, and people make the assumption that the other 90% is up for grabs. But in actuality, our entire brain is being used all the time. It's just that we are not conscious of it. We are neither left-brained nor right-brained only. We can consciously process only a small amount of what's going on in our brains because the rest of our brain is busy with keeping up our body running and possibly processing information that we don't need to attend to because of where our limited attention is focused. If we are conscious of what is going on in the rest of our brain, we'd probably be overwhelmed. Much of what's going on in our brain is unconscious, so what's in that other 90%? Now, your brain is really designed for intuition. You just don't know it. And in studying psychobiology, I discovered the brain science behind intuition. It was fascinating. If you're only conscious of a small part of the information that's being processed by your brain, then what is in the information that goes unnoticed? In this information processing, you could miss important information that could be considered intuition. The source of this information could be physical, subconscious, or perhaps metaphysical. Your brain is designed to be intuitive so it can run your body and manage itself in a complex world, as well as run the entire internal functioning of your body and keep it going. What are the other functions that are active in your brain? You might be thinking. Those functions could be digesting your food, repairing and healing your cells, perhaps keeping your balance so you don't fall when you walk or bend over, or even quickly avoiding a dangerous situation that you didn't have time to analyze. Now, if you were aware of all the, these things at the same time, you'd be drowning in a sea of information that would be chaotic and incomprehensible. 
your conscious mind would not be able to handle it. You might be injured, or worse, if you took too long to think during that dangerous situation, something else bad could happen. Therefore, there are structures in your brain that work on their own to handle many things that your thinking mind does not need to be concerned with, so it can function at an executive level. These executive functions are comprised of mostly planning for the future, making decisions to satisfy your desires, your wants and needs, and dealing with day-to-day activities. The rest of what's going on in your brain goes unnoticed and takes up a large amount of your brain and nervous system power. There is a large amount of meaningful information that your brain and body is picking up that is ignored consciously. Much of this information is subconscious and you can access some of it to make it conscious. Your brain is designed to be intuitive. Science has shown that humans really have several brains or minds in one, and each one thinks very differently from the other. One mind is considered to be logical, judging, and problem-solving, and it thinks in words and step-by-step procedures. The other mind thinks in abstract concepts, symbols, signs, and a, quote, big-picture way. Another part of our brain is more primitive. It handles our emotions and our fight or flight reaction along with basic instincts. All of these brain parts are, quote, minds that work together all the time. Scientific research in neuroscience has determined that kind, the kinds of mental processing associated with certain parts of the brain They have found that intuition and the characteristics of how we experience intuition are associated with either the right side of the brain or the lower sections of our brain. Now, these lower sections of the brain are considered the, quote, primitive brain. And this is where their main functions are compared to, say, instinctive processes. The functioning of the right side of the brain is associated with the kind of experiences, awarenesses, and communication processes that are often associated with intuition. So let's talk about the lower part of our brain. And the lower parts of our brain, it's called the limbic system. And it's not split in half like the upper part of our brain, but it's considered to be a place where these primitive brain functions are. And it houses things like hunger, it processes uh, motivation, arousal, fight or flight response, and basic emotions such as fear, anger, love, affection. But it's also the place where input from your senses is initially processed. The limbic system isn't considered the feeling and reacting brain. Information that's gathered from your senses, your feeling, touch, and your hearing, your nervous system, and the lower parts of your brain are going to move up through your brain, lower brain, your nervous system, through into your brain and into the top part of your brain, which is the neocortex. And and that's where further awareness and processing of all that information occurs. So your limbic system is going to receive intuitive information that comes up that sometimes we call that gut instinct, that funny vibe or feeling, or those subtle intuitive urges. So that's what's going on in that lower part of your brain. Now, if you couple the way the brain is gathering and processing information from the environment around your body, 
sort of with uh, what we call a human energetic system, which is metaphysical, that pervades and interacts with your body, it's possibly conceivable that your brain is picking up vast of infor- vast amounts of information that could be considered metaphysical. And the large amount of information that you're not consciously aware of is what constitutes the substance of your intuitive messages. So true intuition has certain consistent and repeated, uh, repeatable characteristics and that parallel the way parts of your brain works. And so let me explain this to you. So for example, the characteristics um, of intuition is such as not having words, no words, it speaks in symbols, it conveys the big picture uh, information and is able to communicate through feelings is parallel to the characteristics of the right side of your brain. So not surprisingly, it is the right side of the brain that's associated with receiving and processing intuitive information. And again, this side of your brain, it works best with symbols. It works best with images and feelings that might be physical or emotional. And these are the things that your intuition or your intuitive messages are made of. Now, the left side of your brain must then become aware of these intuitive messages to make sense of them by realizing their understandable meaning. Information is passed back and forth through this connection between both sides of your brain called the corpus callosum. And uh, what information might be passed, it could be metaphysical. Now, what's really interesting is that women have a thicker corpus callosum than men. That's the connection between both sides of their brain. And that might explain why women tend to be a little more intuitive than men. Women are more able to be aware of information that's in their right brain and therefore giving it consciousness, conscious meaning to it with their left brain. So that's the, hopefully that, that makes a little sense, that our left brain is the brain that's thinking, it's aware of things, it's processing um, things, that, or, or basically it's where your consciousness, your thinking mind, your deciding mind, your judging mind is, and the right brain is sort of the intuitive mind. And so if you want to think and access what's going on in the intuitive side of your brain, uh, you have to be able to collect that information and be aware of it. So the right brain is collecting um, all this intuitive information. It might be collecting physical world, physical world information, might be collecting metaphysical energy information as well. And then the left brain interprets them. And you can access intuitive information that is being gathered by your left brain and through your body and other parts of your brain, which is the right brain or your limbic system, by going back and forth between the two sides of your brain. And the intuition on demand technique in the book works to get that intuitive information that's in your right brain um, and collects it and allows your right brain to be aware of it. And through the technique, your left brain triggers your intuition. uh, And then by passing information um, or or gathering it from your intuition and your intuitive brain, so your left brain is going to trigger it, usually with a question, and then it collects that the pieces that come up that are 
intuitive. So it might be, again, feelings, an image, it might be a word, it might be an, uh, a concept that your right brain is presenting to you. And you get these all the time. It's not like um, you have to kind of knock on the intuitive door and go, hello, I'm here. Give me something that I you know, haven't seen before. You are actually getting them. Um, but you have to now be pay attention to them. And we talk about how to do that in the book. It's a, a way of, of being open and, and then recognizing your intuition through the little pieces that come up. And then you ask another question and another piece will come. And as you get all these little pieces, it will eventually make sense to you because it creates this story. It's almost like this picture that's formed with little bits and pieces of uh, images or little bits and pieces of words. And then you start to see, oh, I understand what that means. So eventually that's how the whole process works. So we're using brain science to use our thinking mind to be aware of our intuitive messages that are in our right brain by asking our intuition a question and it will always answer. And it gives us a little piece. It might be a face. It might be a word. Um, you know, it might be a, a color. It might be an image. You know, it might be a, a face of, maybe you see a face of your boss. And then maybe you see, um, maybe you get a sad feeling. And maybe you see a picture of a family, right? And as you're asking, so you might uh, ask your intuition, what's going on at work? And you see a picture of uh, your boss's face pops up in your mind. And then you say, why am I seeing my boss's face? And then you get this sad feeling that pops up. And then you say, why am I getting this? Um, and why am I getting my boss's face and the sad feeling? And your intuition will answer by, and, it, and say it shows you a picture of a family. So there, it painted a picture for you. Boss, sadness, family. You must be sad. Maybe my boss is sad about his family. And that might explain his behavior. So that's how it works. Now, if you want to learn more uh, about the process and how to do this and exercises that you can do, um, you can get my book, Intuition on Demand, at Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble online. It's available for you right now. And it, it'll be clear uh, going through the process. I just tried to share with you a little bit about the science. It's hard to kind of condense everything in our few minutes that we have here. Um, about how the two sides work. But that's how it works. And um, get the book. It has a lot more in there to show you how to go back and forth. And it really does work. Um, it's worked for a lot of people and worked for me. It's really cool. I'm Lisa Kay, and you've been listening to Between Heaven and Earth, Conscious Living for Your Soul. I thank you for listening. And if you, again, if you want to find out more about me, you can go to my website at lmk88.com. Angel blessings, everyone. Thanks for listening.